10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Wednesday, December 20th, the boys are back. It's Ked and Hal. Hal, what's up, buddy? How are you doing? Been better, dude. How are you? Happy holidays. Not not too bad. Uh, Hal went to the Bruins-Rangers game last Saturday, and then him and I actually going to the Bruins-Red Wings game this Saturday. So a lot of, a lot of Bruins hockey for you, buddy. Yeah, it's great, man. I miss the live action, you know, getting in there at the crowd, mingling with the mass holes. It's all around a great experience for the kids. Bring them out. Yeah, I mean, that's always fun. Uh, before we get into anything, any quick stories about the uh, about your experience with the Rangers game or anything like that, or you just want to leave it as is? Yeah, I'll leave it as is. It was a little bit of a dumpster fire from my standpoint with the people I was with. Mistakes were made for sure, but we rallied hard. Shout out to the boys for putting on a good time. I will say this. I told Ked this before we got on the air. Overall, it was like... Bruins fans need to figure it out because there was a large amount of Rangers fans in there. I don't know what it looked like on television, but it looked like quite a bit of blue. And on top of that, there are even some Let's Go Rangers chants in the rafters. And I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because there was, there was one point during the game where there was a Let's Go Rangers, Let's Go Bruins chant. Do you know exactly what moment I was talking about? Because it sounded loud as fuck. Yes, that originated about two rows back from me, and I was very upset. <laughs> oh, no. But, like, it was one of those moments where I definitely had a few too many beers, too, and, like, I almost got up the courage to, like, start chanting, but I just put my head down in shame instead, so. Fair enough. Yeah. It was, it's bad. It's bad. I don't care if you, like, battle back and start doing Bruins. If there's a chant battle going on in your home arena, it's like, wake the fuck up, Boston. Jesus. Yeah. A little embarrassing, but. Oh, well. Uh. Moving on, NHL in the news, let's go. Hit the music. All right, so we have quite a bit to talk about this week. Um, first thing on the menu, Brandon Dubinsky breaks his orbital bone, gets in a fight with Zach Cassian. Uh, Oilers are up big. Against the Blue Jackets, Cassian said he didn't want people running around. They go in, first punch hits Dubinsky right, right where it hurts, uh, breaks his orbital bone, and then just keeps feeding him. Uh, what did you have on this? This is kind of like the the pros and cons of having a player like Brandon Dubinsky. Like he's a, he can be a huge cocksucker, but the cons is every once in a while he gets popped and then he's out for a fucking six to eight weeks. So what what do, what do you have on this one? Yeah, I mean, first things first. There's no shame in losing a fight, in my opinion. When the Bruins had Gregory Campbell, that guy got his ass kicked more times than I can fucking count or remember. 
But I loved it, dude. I love seeing the guy get ragdolled. 7-2, the Blue Jackets are getting blown out left and right nonstop, it seems like. It's a reoccurring theme. They got blown out by the Bruins. After that happened, 7-2 again. I mean, Brandon Dubinsky, not the best fighter, but you got to respect him. He went up to the biggest bully on the fucking playground, and he already had his fucking lunch money stolen. He said, hey, buddy, I'm not going to take it. Then he ended up in the nurse's office. But you know what? He showed the boys that you shouldn't lay down, so... It sucks for Dubinsky, and it definitely sucks for the Blue Jackets to lose a guy like Dubinsky at this point in the season during a blowout. But at the same time, if half the guys on the team are showing the same heart that Dubinsky had, Dubinsky would never be in that situation. So good on Dubinsky. Cassian's a fucking animal. Uh, I don't know what it feels like to get your orbital bone broken, but I'm sure it's not good. Yeah, man. Like, Cassian, he just keeps doing crazy fucking shit, like, this entire year. Not, Not a guy I'd mess with. Um, yeah, it sucks that Dubinsky's out. That blows. Uh, moving on, Eugene Melnick. It seems like this guy's in the news every fucking week. So after Chris, or not Chris Carlson, Eric Carlson said he's going to get paid and all this shit. He, uh, he came out the one week he said he didn't like the comments. The next week he said that he needs everybody to submit their no trade clauses. And then this week he comes out and, uh, I mean, I'm just paraphrasing here, but essentially tells the fans to shut up that, you know, that they still spend a lot of money on their players. It's not like they're not doing it. And then it's then kind of drops like one of those, and you want to know what? You guys are lucky because if you guys don't keep showing up, I'm willing to relocate. So, I mean, this all stemmed from, like, one comment that Eric Carlson made, like, three weeks ago that was probably portrayed in, like, a different light in the paper. And now you have the owner of the Ottawa Senators, like, freaking out. Just, he has no idea what's going on. They're a goddamn dumpster fire. I... It's kind of funny that just all it took was one comment to see this guy go batshit crazy. What do you have on this one? Yeah, one, I don't like owners that are this involved. It seems like this guy is opening his mouth every five fucking seconds, which sucks. Yep. Um, yeah, something I read about this story that I had no idea before. Apparently, Eugene Melnick like, was dying or something like that, and he needed like a liver transplant. And, like, the Ottawa Senators fan base, like, rallied and, like, found him a fucking liver or something like that and, like, saved his life. Well, that was a, that's kind of, like, looking bad. <laughs> I don't wanna, I, I mean, I take that back. Obviously, you want the guy to live. I, I don't mean it like that. I'm, I'm just, that was a joke. But in all seriousness, like, that is why I will never be an organ donor because I always have this feeling... If I died, I'd be looking up above, and I'd be looking down. I'd be thinking to myself, oh, I fucking hate that guy who has my kidneys. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm going off the rails with that one. I mean, he's obviously not that bad of a guy. He's just a terrible GM or owner of a team. I don't know. He can't. You can't move the Ottawa Senators. Even if it's not the best hockey market in Canada, it's still in Canada. Uh, it's in the nation's capital. Like, there's no reason they can't survive. They need to move the rink closer. Uh, to the actual city, if anyone's been there, like I remember as a kid, it was like we were staying in downtown Ottawa. It was like, oh, can we go see the Senators' like arena? It's like, yeah, it's like go drive forty five minutes and sit in traffic. Like that's traffic trash. How are you gonna drink? I think they have Ubers in Canada. I don't know, but that's a fucking expensive ride after the game, especially with the surcharges. I, there's a lot of things to consider, but if all in all, I think this guy needs to say thank you for the liver. Uh, sorry. I'm a terrible owner. Move on. But he has too big of an ego. And what he's going to do is he's going to run this team into the ground. Uh, just another day of the Ottawa Senators being irrelevant. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy how that literally just started from one thing that, to be honest, man, I can see Carlson saying that and it just being like, just portrayed in like a negative sense. You know what I mean? And 
just kind of wild what happened there. Uh, sticking with the Ottawa Senators, Chris Neal retired uh, after a pretty long NHL career. The grizzled veteran hung him up. Uh, I've always always was a Chris Neal guy. Uh, very tough. One of the guys that played on that line. But even if he went over the line, he would back up what the fuck he did, which is like kind of like a respect thing. A lot of the people that go over the line, then they kind of like turtle or they're like bitches about it. Like Chris Neal was Chris Neal. You knew what you were going to get 100% of the time you were playing him. If, if you're on the ice and Chris Neal's on the ice, you know he's there. You know you have to keep your head up. He played every shift hard. I mean, he barely had any teeth left. I thought he was awesome. I was always a big Chris Neal guy. What do you got on him? Yeah, when we were talking about what to talk about on the podcast today, that's why I wanted to bring this up because I heard, like, uh, I don't know, it was like someone, some Bruins writer, announcer or something was saying, like, oh, I know a lot of Bruins fans are happy that Chris Neal's out of the game. It's like, I don't know why you wouldn't respect Chris Neal. I think anybody who doesn't is an idiot. He might have crossed the line, but he always seemed to answer and he always seemed to be kind of self-aware of what was going on. I mean, dude fought. He did it all. He was a warrior. He was... He was great. Like, I don't know how you can hate Chris Neal. He was a scumbag scumbag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's hard not to respect that guy. He he did anything he could to win. I remember uh, Chris Kelly when he was on the Bruins. Chris Neal blew out his knee. And Chris Kelly was Chris Neal's best friend. So, like, I mean, blowing out your best friend's knee. Maybe he broke his leg. Regardless, he did leg to leg and broke his I'll best t- I'll tell leg. you this. If you asked me who Chris Neal's best friend was, I don't think in a million years I would answer Chris Kelly. Well, yeah, they just—I think they rode the buses together in Binghamton and shit. Kind of worked out like that. Sometimes it's like sometimes a George and Lenny mice and men best friendship there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. But I mean, yeah, I—I I think Chris Neal's the type of guy, and I don't know if this is gonna make sense. There's a lot of people showing love to Derek Dorsett. I mean, I respect Derek Dorsett, but I feel like in like the whole like 2000s fighter slash tough guy club. I think Chris Neal's, like, in a class above. Do you know what I mean? I really yeah. think Chris Neal's yeah, in that upper echelon, like, top five. Like, Dorson didn't move the ne- needle for me, like, on, like, the big – like, he could throw the body around, but, like, just on that pier, like – Here's the difference, dude. Here's the difference. Derek Dorsett could, like, piss you off. He was kind of like a fly. He would just keep pissing you off. Chris Neal would put fear in you. When Chris Neal's on the ice, you're like, oh, fuck. Every single time. I remember the one time Boyle went at, like, Carlson in the playoffs, and Karkner was the guy who answered, but, like, Boyle knew Chris Neal wasn't that far away. And I can't imagine what it would be like being on the bench being like, holy shit, Chris Neal wants to go kill me right now. They had completely different players. If you you pick Dorsey or Neal in either one of their primes, you you pick Chris Neal 10 out of 10 times. That's a, that's a tough son of a bitch to play against in, like, a seven-game series. 100%. Well said. Um, moving on, Chris Neal. So... This one you really want to talk about. Uh, the Winter Classic halftime show or whatever. The NHL. They, got, they did it, dude. They uh, they got Iris. They got the Google Dolls. So uh, I just take it away, Hal. What, what, do you, what do you have on this? This is something that I guess hit close home to you. So No, I just like – we talked about this last year. It's like one year it's like Imagine Dragons. The next year it's like Panic at the Disco. That's Fall Out Boy. Now we have a band that like hit it big in 1995. It's like holy fuck. I understand. I understand that the Goo Goo Dolls are like Buffalo's band. They're from Buffalo. Like they're one of the few good exports to co- ever come out of that city. I respect that. I respect their soundtrack. I really don't think they're that bad of a band. My issue is this: like 
if you look at like NFL or like college football, just said they have Kendrick Lamar playing at like their national championship halftime show or like probably like the NBA all-star game probably has like Nicki Minaj twerking on stage. Like if you look at those things and then you you put up the Goo Goo Dolls playing slide in the year 2018 in Buffalo, New York, it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't like, it doesn't represent the legal and growing. And I understand that we're the NHL, like we're different. Like it's cool to have the Goo Goo Dolls, but like, my point is maybe give the Goo Goo Dolls like a stage in the parking lot for the game and let Buffalo Nation go nuts. But if you're going to have such jokes of like intermission, like, I don't know, performers, don't don't put it on national TV. Like, just don't do it. Like, I don't care. I don't know about you. When I watch the Winter Classic, I care less about those performances. So that's my take on it. Dude, I wrote a blog back in March. And it was kind of when you first figured out that the Rangers were going to be playing the Sabres in the Winter Classic. And one of the paragraphs I wrote was, Extra, thinking about the Winter Classic show and who would play it. New York Rangers would send Billy Joel more banners than the New York Rangers have for Stanley Cups. And you have to believe Buffalo would send either the Google Dolls or Brian McKnight. Yawn. So I called that back in fucking March. Good for me. No big deal. Sick, dude. You picked, like, the only successful pick for Buffalo. <laughs> Your odds were, like, fucking 50%. Still bro. fucking nailed it, pal. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Who's next? Ryan Cabrera, fucking O-Town? Like, I just don't know. I just think the NHL needs to stop. Do you agree or no? Uh, I kind of wish they would just kind of, instead of picking, like, old people or, like, played out people, like, maybe pick, like, an under-echelon type band that has potential to, like, get somewhere. Can, can you give me an example? I'm trying though? to think of one, but I can't really currently. Like That's you don't problem. need you don't need a headliner. I'm just saying, like pick somebody with an edge. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like Avenged Sevenfold. No, just like pick like the Dropkick Murphys before they were the Dropkick Murphys, or like I, I don't know. Just like I kind of I I want the NHL to have more of a tougher type of look, I guess. And I guess like now in 2017, there really aren't too many like rock stars that aren't like gothed out so maybe there aren't really any rockers you can pick but I, I i don't know dude it's hard maybe a country singer i think nhl could really like be good in with country people maybe i, I who would you pick you're the nhl right now nobody. you have a winter classic who do you pick i would pick nobody you would pick nobody i would not do a halftime show because i know it just it's not in their wheelhouse it's not who the nhl is like it just doesn't work dude like you you can't have big superstars, and no, I don't want to listen to a country singer. I don't want to listen to some played-out band that had like two songs in the two thousands. I don't want to hear any of it. Like it just doesn't work. Like, and I think that's okay. I think it's okay to say, you know what? We're the NHL. We're not that cool. We can't have Cardi B playing her new album up here because people will laugh at us. But we also can't have, I don't know, any Weezer playing Beverly Hills on loop. Like yeah. in the year 2018, like I just don't think it's necessary. That's that's my point. Just let the, just drink some Molsons and Labats in Buffalo, and like I don't know, smoke a heater in the parking lot during intermission. I think, <laughs> I think two two people at the NHL haven't gotten yet, and they probably won't because they're going to cost too much money. But if the NHL was like, yeah, we're really going to splurge this year, I can see the NHL trying to either get Coldplay or like you two. Coldplay would be a, a very NHL move. If the Winter Classic, did this happen? Did Kid Rock perform in Detroit? If he had not he should have, because that'd be... That, that's what I'm saying. Like, somebody with an edge. Like, Kid Rock? I'd be down. Toby Keith, the bad boy country music? 
Kid Rock, I guess that could be down for, but I digress. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, NHL's got to figure that shit out. Uh, Isles are going to Belmont. They're moving. They're back on the island. Somebody told me that Barclays is technically on the island. Fucking hardo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was pissed about that. But yeah, so they're they're moving back. I think what year is it going to be? I don't know. Sometime soon. Um, what do you have on this? The Islanders are moving kind of back to more of their. I, I don't know roots. how to say this without like sounding like a douche. Uh, back to their roots, too. Back to the Long Island. Yeah, back way, to dude. their roots, out of Brooklyn and into like a, a hockey setting, I guess. Yeah, dude, they're out of they're out of Hipsterville and they're back down there on Strong Island, yeah. where the boys are crushing bagels and weights, and I don't know what else they do on Long Island. Just act like assholes, but. I'm pumped, man. It's good for hockey. I really think it is good for hockey. The crowds in Barclays sucked. It never worked. It wasn't an NHL rink. Nassau Coliseum, it was a shithole, but it was an electric atmosphere, especially in the playoffs. And, and you know what? I think it makes no sense. Like It makes no sense to have an NHL team not play in their home market. Like yeah. I, I know it's so close to where it is, but Long Island and Brooklyn are two completely different worlds, and I don't think there's another – situation where a team can move so close like to where they used to play but it'd be so different yeah but it's true and i think it'll be great i think if i was john Tavares, i'd be maybe a little more uh on board to re-sign and really be all about that life i think it's a good move by ownership shout out there it's privately funded so the taxpayers on long island they get their team back and they don't have to pay a dime for it which is how does that work there's rich people, dude. I don't fucking know. I don't Jesus, have dude. If anybody, those people should be taxed, though, because everybody on the island's making a shit ton of money. You would think that they'd pay for their rink. Right? No, dude, that's, that's the thing, though, dude. Like, people don't want to pay for that shit, dude. That's You don't like that? I kind of wish I kind of wish the rich fucks on Long Island, if they wanted their islanders back, would be paying for the rink. I think that kind of makes a little bit more sense in my head. The one thing I remember from Long Island when I was, like, 10 years old, I had never seen so many Escalades. In, like, the slums. Really? I've never been to Long Island. But the the slums of Long Island aren't really Long Island. I don't... It's not slums. I don't know how... To, Long Island's just, like, house on top of house on top of house on top of car on top of car on top of asshole. So, like, we're getting down to semantics here. But my, my point being is... I think it's good. And do you agree? Like, I'm pumped. I'm actually really pumped for New York Islanders hockey. I'm, I'm pumped for Islanders hockey in the sense that they're actually going to get their own rink now. Like, that'll be pretty fucking cool. They're going to get an arena designed specifically for them, not for, like, Jay-Z concerts and Nets fucking games. So I think that'll be pretty fucking sweet. And the fact that I won't have to see an SUV in the corner anymore, that's kind of nice, too. That'll be good, dude. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go, Isles. Uh, Wes McCauley, I mean, this guy, I feel like every time he has to make an announcement, he just, like, tries to, like, be funny about it. The other night against the Rangers... Uh, Grabner scored a goal and like it went to commercial. So when they came back, it was like a thir- thirty-five to forty-second feed of just Wes McCauley looking at like the uh, TV, and he's like, "Yeah, without without you know review," and then like a long pause and be like, "It has been determined that." And then I don't know, dude. You're a fucking ref, man. Just tell me if it's a goal or not a goal. There's like four minutes left to go in the game, and the Rangers are up four-one. You really think these hockey players really give a fuck about like your dramatics? Yeah, dude, I'm right there with you. I pick up the play, dude, every time. Every time there's an instant replay, like part of me really wants them to get it right, and part of me just does not care. Because games, games are so much longer now. 
I mean, I don't really complain because I love hockey, but, like, at the same time, dude, like, it's kind of funny, but, like, just do your job. Just say it's a goal. Like, I get the fans are booing you, and now you kind of want to take them for a ride, but it's, like, for the casual viewer at home, it's, like, is my TV buffering? Like, is do I need to go hit my satellite dish? Uh, is my Wi-Fi not kicked in? It's bullshit. So, Wes McCauley... I hate refs that make it all about them, and that's exactly what you're doing, bud. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if I was on the docks and I'm on the bench and, like, we're down 4-1 and this ref is just kind of making a show all about him, like, wouldn't you be pissed? I'd be pretty fucking tight about that. Like, let's fucking go, dude. I kind of want to go back to the West Coast. Yeah. A little food for thought. Um, Eric Carlson had a gender reveal. Uh... These things are so fucking played out. I can't believe it. this is something that we're talking about on our podcast right now. So, gender reveal, you shoot the puck, the puck explodes. If it's blue, it's a boy. If it's pink, it's a girl. Shoots the puck, it's blue. And then probably he's got to look like the most unathletic human being I've ever like seen in my life. Like starts jumping up and down like an absolute nerd. Just very strange seeing like one of the best defensemen in hockey act like you know, he couldn't make any sports, so he tried out for the cross-country team. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He looked kind of, he looks silly. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't, and this isn't going to make sense. When I have a captain or a franchise player of my NHL team, when he, when he has a baby, I want him, when his wife walks out of, like, the doctor's office, she hands him, like, the picture i don't know what it's called the gram the sonogram or something it says it's a boy and he says okay let's go that's what i want like maybe a fist pump maybe like a quiet whatever i do not want my leader of my team to be like having all of his friends over for wine and cheese and like okay everyone get in the backyard get your cameras out we're gonna make an instagram video prancing around in his flip-flops yeah in his flip-flops and get in his stance and take like a forty mile slap shot to some puck that they probably paid fifty dollars for for some website that specializes in gender reveals. I hate that person who does that. Like I, I don't know. I just it is very kind of played out, and uh, I think it's a tough look. Ottawa Senators. A lot of heat. There's been a lot of Ottawa Senators talk on this podcast, which is kind of weird. Yeah, they, they just keep popping up in the news. I think when you're that shitty, you just keep coming out. So. Um, and then lastly, Eric Johnson got suspended two games for some rough shit with uh, Nemestikov on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I wanted to talk about this because Eric Johnson is kind of a name that gets you know, left out a little bit. Uh, USA hockey defenseman. There's another Johnson, but that guy, his parents stole all of his money. This is a guy who has his money still, correct? Yes. Plays rough and tough in front of the net. Uh, or at least I always thought he pretended he did. But if you look at this hit that he just got suspended on, this is a man who just doesn't care anymore. He fucking comes in, and he gives Nemeskov a hard enough slash where I think the slash alone could have been suspendable. Like, like that was a legitimate, I'm going to try to fucking hurt you. Gives him a slash, takes a step, and then just throws him into the boards, and they're probably, what, like seven feet away from the boards? Like, very dangerous play. Yeah. And then afterwards, like, starts freaking out that people want to fight him. Like... What is going on with this guy? I I, 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 have, I don't have a take. It's weird. Yeah, I don't um, I don't know, dude. Number one overall pick, dude. Maybe one of the more irrelevant ones. I mean, he's a good player, I guess. 
you're right with like, dude, I honestly, and this isn't even like a joke or like me trying to like be funny. Like I did not know the difference between Eric Johnson and Jack Johnson for like six years. Yeah. They, they were I mean, the same. And because they play exactly the same too. Yeah, or at least like, I thought they did. Apparently, maybe Jack Johnson's the one who acts tough, and Eric Johnson is tough. I don't. I mean, he's got 393 penalty minutes in 607 games. So maybe he's not. I don't know, man. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't know either. I will say the hit while dirty. It's one of those videos that, like, if you get it on like a vine or a loop, it's very fun to watch. <laughs> like, it is probably arguably one of the dirtiest plays you can do. But, like, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of chuckled when I saw it at first. Is the guy okay? Because I'm going to feel terrible if he was Yeah, I okay. think he's fine. I didn't hear anything bad about it. Yeah, I mean, definitely a super dirty play right? from a very strange player. I, I don't know. You're right. I Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson. He's a dangerous man right now, dude. He's he's what Charlie Kelly and Always Sunny in Philadelphia would call a goddamn wild card right now. Don't, tr- don't trust anybody that's American that spells their name Eric with a K. E-R-I-K. That's a red flag right there yeah for sure i completely agree with that um all right and then that was this week's nhl in the news so now we are going to move on to our patty b hotline hey pat why don't you give us a little intro bud hey guys this is the pat valentine hotline brought to you by the morning thanks patty you're a great guy great guy all right so without further ado here we go we're gonna uh we're gonna play this message here Hey, morning, it's Patty B. All right, I got two questions for you. Number one, anyone in the NHL you'd like to drop the gloves with, who would it be? And um, second question, what would you like to prefer for ice? NHL size or Olympic size? All right, can I hang up the phone? Later, guys. Patty B. out. First off, Patty B. out's new, and I kind of like it. It's a little trendy. Um, He's getting cocky with the voicemails. I love it. He really is. Uh, Alright, so any player in the NHL, who would you want to fight? Who would you want to fight, Hal? Mm, I don't know. That's a t- I mean, do you have an answer for that? I'm trying to think. Dude, there's just so many. Um, Chris Kunitz, Tomas Placanic, uh, UC Jokinen, Cedric Paquette. Pretty much if you're like French-Canadian, I hate you. Uh, I mean, there. I don't. There's just a ton. I, I'm trying to think of somebody I absolutely hate. Like he's not in the league anymore, but Bryce Salvador would have been up there for me. Um, I don't know. I what, have... what do you got? Do you got some names? Uh, I was just thinking, and this is like something I actually thought about recently, and that probably makes no sense. But I have like a daydream about this. So I want you to hear me out. Can I call a pause? Can you stop fucking around with your computer? You do this probably every week right around this time. All right, thanks. Um, so I have this dream. In I'm, real I'm life? Actually, I'm, in, I'm in shape, right? I'm in the NHL, and I'm squaring off against Kevin Bieksa. Yep. This is foolproof. I've thought it out like once. Uh, when I set Kevin Bieksa up, right, I kind of go totally defenseless. And he's thinking to myself, oh, my God, I'm going to Superman this punch. Yeah. As soon as he starts to cock back for that punch, dude, just drop down. You know what I mean? Drop down, take him out at the knees, flip him, and then when I'm the ice, you just ground and pound. <laughs> I would that work? Or do you uh, think I would just end up getting punched in the fucking face? Uh, I think he'd have enough time to adjust. Um, maybe you lower your head and you go in like a battering ram. Well, here's the thing, dude. If you jump in the air, you literally have 
no control of your body. Like, if you're in the air, you cannot just, like, stop. Like Your legs are off the ground, yeah. Once he's in the air, dude, he's at my mercy. If I can catch him at the right time, I, I really think I could flip him. You would want Bieksa out of anybody in the NHL just because he's kind of, like, the, the tough guy this year? Well, I think if you if you could be the oh. guy to, like, beat, beat the Superman punch, that'd be plus one. I, I, you know who my number one is? Uh, uh, Steven Gianta. No, and I can't believe it took me this long. To, I would love to pound Mark Andre Fleury's face in. Why? Just because he's like everybody's like fucking. He's like the Pope of the NHL. Like everybody loves sucking this guy's dick. He can't do anything wrong. It's just right, I'm but, like annoyed by it. Right, but fighting a goalie is a tough look. So would you be willing to be the other goalie? Uh, no. I would want to be a player. I want to have advantages. All right. I don't, I don't know if I can get behind you wanting to fight a goalie as a player. Well, who's the guy that fought Emery? Was it Peters? Oh, Jesus, dude. Jason Peters. I don't... It might have been, dude. It was one of those sabers. Maybe it was Jay McKee who fucking knows. <laughs> Tyler Myers rookie year? No. All right. Uh, But, yeah, that'd be mine. Anything with that? Yes? No? Maybe? No, I, we, I just told you. I mean, what was Patty's other question? Uh, NHL size rank or Olympic size sheet? Rather play. Uh, in my in my heyday, I loved the Olympic size sheet. Our hometown rank was Olympic size. I thought it gave us an advantage. In yeah. all reality, it probably did not. But as like a D man, you got that extra space for the breakout open passes. In my current day, I'm not trying to skate. I'm trying to skate as little as possible. So NHL size rank. Okay, I I'm more of just an Olympic size sheet. I fucking, I can't stand playing. Maybe in, like, an actual NHL, NHL size rink would be okay, but, like, we have rinks where we're from in Saratoga, the uh, the Vernon ice rink that they call an NHL size sheet, and there's no way that's NHL size, right? I think it is, dude. I think it's standard size. I don't think you can just, like, make it, ranks whatever size you want. I don't know, man. It's fucking small in there. Like, I, me, I don't know. I like Olympic sheet. It gives you an extra second to kind of do what you want to do with the puck. Um... Yeah, and I wasn't. I was never that skilled where I could just do whatever I want. I needed as much, as much space as I wanted. So, thanks, Patty. Okay, let's do it. All right, uh, moving on. We are now going to get into our Dominic Moore's heroes and zeros. Dom, take it away, pal. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. Thank you, Dom. Great job uh, this week. Heroes and zeros, man. What, what do you uh, do? You want to go first? Yeah, I'll do my hero. We'll do heroes first. I'll go with my hero. My hero of the week. This is a tough one. It's Matt Bolesky, uh My boy, three nine on the Bruins. He got waived. Is like three point nine million dollar contract. Sent down to the AHL. No one claimed him. No one wants him. Kind of sad, dude. But my reason, my hero is he's gutted it out, man. Like. Yeah, he hasn't complained. Uh, good guy, dude. He did a lot for the community when he was up there. I'll read. Did you see his tweets, Ken? I saw his tweet about there was like a goalie fight in his first HL game, and he like tweeted out about yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm I'm fucking happy to be a part of this group or something like that. I think I saw something like that. His first tweet was thank you to everyone for the support. Loved the last couple of days. Over the last couple of days, I'm really looking forward to getting the opportunity to play the game, work hard, and perform at the level I know I can. See you soon, AHL Bruins. I mean, I think that's a pretty good message to send. Like, 
I don't know. He just seems like a guy you want to root for. And then his, after his first AHL game, he said, first match, full team effort, great goalie fight, big team W, and cards on the bus. Let's go. I mean, I don't I mean, I don't think he has NHL talent anymore. He did really well his first year here, broke his leg, hasn't built bit up to speed. But I, I just think he's a guy you kind of root for. He just seems like a cool dude. He's part of Violent Gentlemen's with George Peros. And I hope he lands on his feet and somehow this hockey world thing looks out for him. Yeah, you know, I uh, I remember when you guys signed him. I think you and I had a conversation about it. And it, it wasn't it like right after – he hadn't had that many good years yet. He had like a pretty good playoff performance, right, with the Ducks, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, he up for 20 uh, goal season and mm-hmm. a really good playoff. And, you know, at first glance, you're like, fuck, all right, this guy's a Bruin. Like, he bangs. He doesn't wear a visor. He's like kind of like a power type forward. He's he, you know, he'll he'll be gritty. He'll muck it up. But then I looked at the the contract and I was like, I'm not sure. And like you were pretty convinced. And like I think you had the right to be convinced because from from like a standpoint, he it made perfect sense. Like the guy should have been a very very good Bruin. It just didn't work out. Sometimes contracts like that happen. Uh, what are you gonna do? I I actually at first I was gonna make fun of you about, like, making him your hero. But after hearing the tweets, like, he really just took it like a true professional. Like, that's as fucking great as you can do. He's not going to the AHL thinking, oh, I deserve better than this. Like, he's still going down there to play fucking hockey. And I think as, because I know you guys got a bunch of young kids in your system and shit, I think that probably means the world to them. Getting a guy who, you know, has played in playoff games, who, you know, I think he could, he would even admit that he didn't live up to what he was fucking was supposed to, but he's still going to go down. He's still going to compete. He's still going to work. I love the fact that he's, like, back with cards, you know, cards on the boss. Like, that's fucking cool. I think that's legit. So, uh, th- I really wish he didn't have a Japanese tattoo, though. Like, that's I, I'll never be able to respect him for that. <laughs> Man, all right. Other than that, I fucking loved it. All right. Well, uh, who's your hero? My hero of the week is King Henrik, dude. Henrik Lundqvist this year. Let me read you his stats. He's 17-8-2 with a 9.20 save percentage and a 2.59 goals against. So as of right now, he has better stats than he did last year. And they're, they're kind of on par with what he had been doing in the past. Um, The guy's been pretty fucking lights out here the last couple games. I remember last year there was a stretch... I don't know. There was a stretch of maybe five to eight games where Henrik Lundqvist was giving up four or five goals every time he played. I remember we played the Maple Leafs, and like the first four goals went in, and they weren't even like hard shots. They were literally just throwing the puck in the net going in. And I'm talking to my dad, and we're like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? And it was just something that you couldn't really explain. I think he had just completely lost his confidence. He had lost his swagger. It really looks like he fucking gave it back. Uh Hank's issue, I think, in the last couple years is if he's not involved in the game, it's no, I don't know. It's it's just weird. When he's not involved, he's not going to play well. And uh, the last couple years, I've really seen that. And, like, this year, the defense may not be as great. He's still facing good shots. But he's competing. He's involved with the play. And this this time, for the first time in a very long time, he's not yelling at his defenseman every single fucking rush or every shot on goal. So that's kind of nice. That's my one pet peeve about Henrik Lundqvist is the fact that he'll blame anybody when he's on the ice other than himself. But my, my hero of the week, the king, man. He's playing fucking great hockey, and the Rangers need that. Also, the Rangers are now in the top three, and I think they're only two points out of the first spot over in the Atlantic. So 
Or in the I'm Metro. Sure. In the Metro, my bad. So that's, I mean, good good on you for the Rangers. Yeah, no, Hank's played great, dude. I agree with that. Oh, you know, devil's advocate, guy, really. Hank Richter every day, twice on Sunday, dude. I, I still would take Richter. But my devil's advocate for this is he's playing a shit ton of games. He really hasn't gotten that many days off. And it's weird because I know you don't like Pavlich, but the last game that Pavlich played, I think it was against the Stars, and it was probably the best game he had ever played in his life. We lost the game, but he fucking played awesome. And after something like that, you think the coach would like throw him a couple more games here and there to, you know, one, try to keep his confidence up, and two, to give your starter a break. But Hank seems like he's fucking going out every fucking night playing hockey. I'm a little bit worried when it kind of gets to the stretch. I mean, he's getting older now. So that, that would be my devil's advocate. But, yeah. That's what I got. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I think, I don't know if this makes sense, but for some reason I understand he's going to play a shit ton of games. I feel like if there's one goalie that might be able to really put the team on his back for a whole year, I think Hank might be that guy. Uh, I I don't know how many more years he has left of playing close to 70 games, but I definitely think he can do it this year. Yeah, and but again, it still kind of worries me too because you look at Braden Holpe, and I don't know if it's Braden Holpe just sucks in the playoffs. But in the regular season, that guy's a fucking stud. He play, how many games does that guy play? He plays so many games a fucking year, and then it seems to get to the playoffs again. I don't know if it's if it's because he's choking or if it's because he's tired. But he's, like, significantly younger than Henrik Lundqvist. So, I'm, I don't know. Hero of the week, though, Hank. Keep it up. All right, my zero of the week. Hear me out. Jake Ottinger, uh, BU goalie. Uh, he's playing for the world U.S. World Junior Team. A lot of people have him penciled in as a starter. First-round pick of the Dallas Stars. Last time they drafted a first-round goalie, uh, that was American. It was Jack Campbell. How'd that work out? I think he's still in the AHL like 10 years later, it feels like. Yep. I mean, so he came out with these pads, these U.S. flag pads. They're sick. The pads are sick. Here's my issue. I can't Here's wait to my, hear. I can't wait to hear your issue because I think this is the biggest bogus fucking zero pick I've ever heard in my life. So pads are sick. Jake Ottinger last year played for BU. That team was nasty. This year they're on a down streak. You would think this star goalie uh, plays in Hockey East. Do you think he'd be able to pick up his team? Is this the guy a, that fucking lets goals in from like the? Wasn't there, like, a freak goal last year? Weren't we at the bar and there was, like, a freak goal? And that Was BU in the final or was that a completely different team? That was a couple years ago, dude. That was uh, O'Connell. Okay, all right. I didn't know if that was the same guy. Continue. So, he's team's kind of struggling. He has a 902 save percentage. So, he's really not doing shit. And quite honestly, out of the three goalies, I think he's had the worst year of the goalies. He does not deserve to start, even though he probably will on reputation alone because he's a U.S. Uh, under-18 team kid. So he's got a 902 save percentage. He's coming off a shaky year. The ball's on this kid to come out in these pads because I will tell you what, if this kid sucks in these pads, I will resent him for the rest of my life. USA, every year after they win gold, shits the bet. So it's it's the year. This is the year that USA's junior hockey team blows it. And if this kid's going to blow it in these pads, that's bogus, dude. Like This is a cocky move for someone who's struggling this year in net like I think in order to do this, you need to be coming into World Juniors with like a 940 save percentage and know that you are the best goalie in this tournament. He can't say that. I just think I think it is out of his league. It's out of his ballpark. And he better not put fucking shame on those pads. I Okay. Let me kind of rebuttal this a little bit. Oh, also, really quick. I'll take a goalie 
with fucking beat up pads. This is just like I take Eric Carlson. I'd rather take a guy who doesn't care about the gender reveal. I will take a goalie with beat up pads that have seen some shit. They're got sweat marks, pug marks everywhere. I'll take that guy nine times out of ten than a guy with a crazy ass design. I hate that too, but continue. I think the design's awesome. And the thing is, is yes, it is a cocky move. And the way you put it, he may not be the best goalie on the team. I understand that. But my thing would be, why, why wouldn't you name the other goalies the zero? Like, why the fuck aren't they coming out stunting in USA colors? Those are sick fucking pads. If, like, I don't know. I think if you're on that stage and you're American, I think half of it could be he wants to look cool. But I'm hoping a majority of that is he just really fucking loves America. Like, that would be fucking sick. If this guy is, like, he goes to bed watching the Patriot. Like, that would be something I could get behind. And he comes out with these sick pads, that'd be cool. I think it also could go on the the, for the other goalies for maybe not stunting the way they should. I don't think so, dude. I think they're no frills, dude. You don't have you don't have to you don't have to wear a USA bandana to love America, dude. You can just love America and back of your heart, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I, what was the guy in the Patriots' name? Benjamin Martin, dude. Aim small, miss small. Yeah, dude. Benjamin Martin was just killing guys in the woods, dude, with his sons, dude. He wasn't stunting hard, dude. He wasn't coming out swinging. I just, I don't know, dude. I think it's a very cocky move. If he wins World Juniors and he's the starter, all the power to him. I will retract my zero of the week and I will make him my hero of the week. If he gets pulled in, like, game one, he plays against, like, Canada or Russia, this kid's fucking out. I can, I can, I respect that a little bit more than that. You said it that way. I think the pads are fucking sick, though. Who's your zero of the week, dude? Zero of the week goes to John Butchergross. Uh, a lot of things came out with ESPN. He, they, this one lady said that he was sexually harassing her and all of this shit. Bottom line, the texts weren't bad, I don't think at all. I think they were just normal, flirty, casual type shit. The reason why he's my zero of the week, he's calling this girl dollface, dude. Who the fuck calls girls dollface? Who, like, who does that? It's it's 2017, I... That wasn't even cool back in the forties. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Like, that's brutal. That's that is that is that is square fucking wheels, dude. And you know that's such you know at the same time that's such a butcher gross thing, dude. Thin mints, doll face, and ugly wrist curls, dude. We should, you know, when we start making merch, I may make a T-shirt that says that. Doll face. Doll face, thin mints, ugly wrist curls. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, dude. I don't know. I don't know what else to add on the topic. It's it's a brutal it's a brutal look for Dollface, like because I feel like I don't feel like that's like a word or like a pet name that rolls off the tongue when you're talking to a girl. Like I really think like you're in the middle of a text with a girl and you'd have to stop and maybe like put the phone down for a second and look up at the ceiling and be like, "What am I gonna call her?" Ah, uh, the Dollface. Dollface will hit the spot. Nope. Yeah, it's a calculated one, so swing and a miss from Bucci Gross. Uh Tough go there. That was embarrassing. All right, those were our heroes and zeros this week. So uh, last segment, we'll do three stars. Let's get it going. Three stars of the week. Play the music. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, Hal, do you want to introduce it? Because you're the one who picked this out for us this week. All right, three stars of the week. Uh, it's tis the season, Christmas, uh, Hanukkah. Presents are being given. Uh, so my question to you, Ked, 
You can give three presents to any three current NHL players. What do you get them and why? Okay. My uh, my third star of the week goes to Pavel Buchnevich. Uh Rangers guy, Russian, always has this kind of dumb smirk on his face, but which I think is actually really funny. Uh, I'm giving him a gift certificate to True Tattoo to get himself a neck tattoo. I think if Pavel Buchnevich is rocking a neck tattoo, I don't think that dumb smirk will look like, oh, he's being adorable. That dumb smirk will be like, holy shit, that guy's killed somebody. I, I just don't think he's tough enough looking, dude. Like, I, I I understand the thing he's a Russian dude, and I think it'd be hilarious. I think it'd be really funny. And I think it, it you could convince him that that's what you do in America. Yeah, he, de- he definitely has that global look. Like, oh, everyone's doing it. They're like, yeah, look at like Robin Leonard and like the U.S. people. Like, all two of them. That's everybody. Yeah, I actually just read a, an article about how when he came to America, like what he and like this guy put him up in a house, and like what he'd do is he'd go skate, he'd work out, and then would get this when he would get home with the guy who like housed him. They would play ping pong for hours, just like Dominic Moore, dude. So the New York Rangers have a serious case of ping pong going on too. Jesus. All right. Well, yeah. Did you see? Did you see the Vegas Golden Knights have like a ping pong league run by David Brown? Oh my god! And they have like rankings and stuff. Shocking, not. Yeah. So, uh, moving forward from the ping pong boys and the neck tattoos, I'm gonna keep it with the Rangers. Uh, my third star is Mika Zibanejad. Uh, just looking at him, he's a DJ. He wears like the T-shirts. Get this kid a fucking. Let him blow clouds. I would love to see Mika's advantage of like a jewel, like all the cool college kids in his post game interview. His dinner and nicotine and a little fucking smoke up in here. He just looks like the type of guy who's like, I got some creme brulee juice in my vape and I'm about to blow the biggest cloud in my life. I, I can see that. You walk in the club and it's super smoky. You're like, who brought the fog machine? Nobody. It's just Mika's advantage blowing out of his vape. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, My second star of the week goes to Keith Kincaid. Everybody knows that I fucking hate this clown. This is more of a present for me. I buy him a flip phone so he can't fucking tweet emojis anymore. (laughs) And I think I think a flip uh, a flip phone plays more into the whole backup goalie thing. So I actually um, for a hot second I was thinking about getting a flip phone, and then I realized I'd literally want to kill myself. Yeah, that would be a tough look, dude. I mean, you got to do it on the computer, his tweets. And, you know, you'd have to look on those 140-character emoji stories that you love so much. I mean, I know you'd get flip phone. Do you, remember, do you remember, like, texting on a flip phone? Like, if you wanted to say the, you'd have to press, like, seven, like, twice, and then, like... So hard, dude. It was so hard. Um, yeah. You can give a flip phone. My number two, I'm going to go Thomas Pocanic. Uh, I'm going to get him a three-pack of the Haynes white t-shirt beat-up edition. I mean, Pocana, dude, it's time to hang up the turtleneck. Like, I know it's his signature look, but you just can't be rocking it anymore, dude. Like, it's 2017. Uh, he just seems like a type of guy that off the ice, uh, he rocks like a dress shirt, and you can see his white t-shirt underneath, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. no-go. You, you can't be showing the undershirt. you got to be looking like you're bare-chested underneath. So I'm just thinking... Get the guy a V-neck. Let him move up in the world and have a little more class. I kind of like that. I would only wish that he would get the V-necks, return them, and buy like a six-pack of wife beaters instead. Yeah, he, he probably probably would in a gold chain. Like that. That's a mechanic move. Uh, and then lastly, my first star 
I would buy John Tortorella's stress ball. I feel bad for this guy. His team's really not that great. They're beating the Toronto Maple Leafs right now 4-1, but every, I think it'd be pretty funny just wa- seeing Torts walk into a press conference with, like, a giant fucking stress ball in his hand, and every time somebody asks him something, he just, like, breaks the thing in half. <laughs> so Torts would get a stress ball. One of those things that, like, you squeeze, you know, like, squeeze and there's, like, eyes on the animal and they pop out. Mm-hmm. That'd be beauty. That's a good one. Dude. My number one. I kind of went back and forth on this. So I'm doing Dusty Buffalo. It's been a huge year for Winnipeg. Guys looking great. They're saying they're saying he lost weight in the off season. I want the guy to treat himself. Uh, I don't really know how to describe what I'm about to say, but I think everyone's going to know what I'm talking about. When you walk into the mall Christmas time, there's always those stupid stands with like the holiday meats. They have like the summer sausage. Hey and- Lee, hold. Okay, keep going. Sorry. My bad. They have, like, the summer sausage and the different, like, pepperonis and shit and, like, the cheese and it's in a basket. And people give them out at holiday, like, uh, secret Santas, but they fucking suck and no one eats them. But I feel like if you gave Dusty Buff a thing of holiday meat, you would just sit down on CD and have to and house it. Yeah, and the thing about those those meat packages is, like, I don't think they're good. Like, I feel like they're probably actually really gross, but I think that's something that Dusty Buffs needs more more now than ever. Oh yeah, I mean, I really hope, I really hope if Winnipeg, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for them. Like I was thinking about teams I would root for in the playoffs, just to see that atmosphere. And plus, Dusty Buffs and like a Stanley Cup played again would be awesome to see. Yeah, just Dusty Buff, just hammering pepperonis and fucking liverwurst. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. So I think we should open it up to Twitter, see what other people would give us. Yeah, it's a good idea. If you guys, if you guys had any sweet uh, Christmas presents that you would want to give to an NHL uh, athlete, just tweet at us at morning underscore skate. Let us know what you think. If you guys want topics or anything or questions, also send them into our Twitter again at morning underscore skate. If you, if you want to call in and be a part of the Patty B Hotline, give us a call five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. Leave us a message. We'll play it on the podcast uh, next week. It's Christmas, so. I don't know if we're going to be doing it. We'll do one at some point next week. I'm just not entirely sure what day we're going to be doing it on. But, uh, Hal, have anything else? Oh, Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas, and we will talk to you guys soon. I'm breathing in the chemicals